Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News, AM850, KFUO, worldwide at KFUO.org. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, you can just search out KFUO Radio and find our talk programs and our talk segments there. Good afternoon. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're welcome. And we read Isaiah 26 through 39 over the week. What would you like to highlight? What we were talking about last week as we went over our reading was that idea of prophecy and fulfillment. So we looked at some of those prophecies in that Old Testament book of Isaiah and the ways in which those prophecies of that coming Messiah, the Christ, were fulfilled then in Jesus. Uh, this week I wanted to look at another prophecy, but it's it's a bad prophecy. So those are good prophecies about Jesus that we talked about last week. But this week, it's a prophecy that, again, is fulfilled in the New Testament, but it's not so good. So I'll go ahead and read that prophecy from Isaiah chapter 29. And we hear this beginning in verse 13. It says, And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their heart is far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people, with wonder upon wonder, and the wisdom of their wise shall perish, and the discernment of the discerning men shall be hidden. So we hear those words from Isaiah, and we're like, well, what in the world uh, is Isaiah talking about here? What's the Lord talking about? But those words, and this people draw near with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. We hear that fulfilled then in the New Testament. Uh, Jesus points it out for us. I'm going to skip ahead to Matthew in the New Testament, chapter 15. And here's this encounter that Jesus has with the Pharisees. Uh, they're giving Jesus and his disciples a hard time because Jesus' disciples aren't washing their hands in a ceremonial way like they're supposed to. And the Pharisees, these Jewish religious leaders, complain about it. And here's what Jesus has to say to you. So here's the account. Uh, Matthew 15, verse 1. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. And Jesus answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles his father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father or mother. So for the sake of your traditions, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites, Jesus goes on. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you? So here Jesus is quoting Isaiah when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. So here's the fulfillment. Centuries earlier in the book of Isaiah, he's talking about people honoring God with their lips, but yet their hearts far from him. And here we are uh, with the Pharisees and the scribes, and Jesus says, well, that's who you are. You honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Uh, you teach those traditions you have, like of washing of hands and other things, as, as commandments, as if they're from the Lord himself, and they're certainly not. This is one way in which those words of Isaiah are fulfilled. Uh, so again, kind of a negative fulfillment here. But I think, too, it, it serves as a warning to us uh, that we would avoid hypocrisy. 
uh, sometimes in the church today, you see hypocrisy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the church throughout the years. And I think that's one of the most common accusations that those perhaps who are non-Christians, maybe outside the church. Oh, yeah, all uh, the time. <laughs> may, yeah, I don't, yeah, there's yeah. just a bunch of hypocrites there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, for me, the key to it is to just own up to our sin and say, well, you know, you know what? The church is full of sinners, <laughs> yeah. the pastor well, that, included. That's <laughs> what I, I tell people when they say that. I say, well, one more is one, one more's not going to hurt. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly, exactly. That's who Jesus came to save as sinners. Yes. Uh, you know, the problem is, is when the church is at times maybe hypocritical, and maybe we pretend that our sin isn't quite as bad, or maybe we try to just hide it a little better than maybe other people yeah. do. Or well, maybe you know, we, the whole world's filled with sinners, including uh, the, the church. Exactly, exactly, Gary. Yeah, right. No one is righteous, not even one. All sin and fall short of the glory of God. And we hear that throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. So as, as Christians, I think this is a warning to us, these words from Isaiah and from the book of Matthew, uh, to not just talk the talk, but, but also walk the walk that our worship wouldn't be hollow, that when we come to the Lord's house, we're not just going through the actions or trying to look pious, uh, but truly we are here to hear the word of the Lord, to receive forgiveness, to come with open hands and receive the forgiveness that God freely gives in word and sacrament, uh, that our hearts would not be far from the Lord, but that uh, we would come with our sinful hearts and that they would be made clean clean through what Jesus has done for us. When you think about it, he gave his whole self for us. Right. He gave us his whole self, his, his body, his, his very heart uh, stopped beating on the cross. And then three days later, of course, his heart was beating again, risen from the dead. And his heart continues to beat for us today, too, as he lives and reigns and one day returns for us. And so our prayer is, uh, create in us clean hearts, O Lord. Let our hearts uh, beat for you. Uh, let our lips not just uh sing your praises, but also truly in our hearts mean what we say. Mm -hmm. And let our words be accompanied uh, by actions as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think a word of warning here for us in Isaiah, and certainly in the book of Matthew as well, uh, but also I think uh, that, that encouragement that we can indeed be redeemed uh, through what Jesus has done for us, our mm -hmm. very hearts be redeemed. And so, Lord, yeah, uh, help us not be hypocrites, but to live our lives fully uh, for you. Right. Yeah. Usually we start off our church service with confession and absolution. Mm -hmm. uh, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We've sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we've done, by what we've left undone. Uh, we say those words. Uh, we quote First uh, John chapter 1. If we say we're without sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. So yeah, we recognize that right away. We're coming as sinners into the presence of God's house, into the presence of a holy Lord, and we come seeking his forgiveness. And he gives it. He gives it freely for Jesus' sake. We hear those words of absolution uh, spoken from the pastor as from God himself. I forgive you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For Jesus' sake, we're forgiven. We don't come to church because we're perfect people. We come because we're imperfect. Right. Because We come because we have that perfect Savior who gives us the gift of forgiveness. And certainly in worship is, is one place where he delivers that great gift to us. And that's why we come. So come, whoever you are, uh, because church is for sinners. And uh, that's who Jesus came to save right. and still comes to save today through word and sacrament. So just for a quick reference, didn't you say last week that um, Isaiah was written about 500 years before the time of Christ? Yeah, maybe even a little more. So, okay. yeah, we're talking maybe uh, even up at uh, about 700 years. Okay. 
Uh, this is Isaiah's writing before Jesus arrives. Yeah, so, so we're talking there's, there's these prophecies that were about 700 years or so, these prophecies. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we need to be careful, you know, if this prophecy is really fulfilled, and then, you know, right. in, in what way a prophecy is fulfilled. But if Jesus says that the Pharisees fulfilled this prophecy, well, then we can be pretty sure. Yeah. Jesus said this. <laughs> Jesus is the one saying it. Right. Um, now, certainly they're not the only ones guilty of, of their hearts being far from the Lord, but uh, they are certainly among that group, and Jesus calls them on it. Right. He points it out. Mm-hmm. Would you lead us in a prayer as we uh, wrap up this segment? Yeah, be happy to, Gary. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would preserve us from hypocrisy, that you would forgive the times where uh, we honor you with our lips and yet our hearts are far from you. Uh, Lord, forgive us for the one uh, who gave his very heart for us uh, and whose heart still beats for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Uh, Lord, uh, created us clean hearts, uh, as we come before you uh, in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What's our reading for the next time? I'm off next week on vacation, so we won't be having a program next week. But uh, what's our reading for the next time we do meet? Great. So if you're reading along, and I hope our listeners are, you've got two weeks to do this. Uh, we'll read Isaiah chapter 40 through Isaiah chapter 52. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Gary. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 here in the St. Louis region.